When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. How did that whole thing transition into you being a coach instead of player? Well, Pat, you know you're not going to be, uh, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you know you're not going to, your, your playing career is not long for this world when your second or third year uh, into the league, you start getting the, hey man, you make a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I, I just remember some really, really good coaches, uh, you know, said that to me very early. So I figured my way of staying in the NFL as a player uh, was to provide that in the quarterback room. <laughs> How can you not love this guy? I, I'm i drinking Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dofamensa Kool-Aid here, man. He's Here's what I love about him, and that was courtesy of uh, the Pat McAfee show on McAfee's YouTube channel. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mackie, Judd, executive producer, Declan. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, the show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company, which we'll talk about. We're looking forward to this so much in a couple nights, the NFL draft at Surly. But uh, uh, TCL, also on board, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I love that Kevin O'Connell is just a relatable guy. Clearly a smart football coach. He was the offensive coordinator for Sean McVay's Super Bowl winning Rams, right? So he's got experience as a player. He's been with Tom Brady in the quarterback room. He's He's got all sorts of great coaching experience. And then, he, you know, he can just kind of go on McAfee and yuck it up. And <laughs> he just seems like a good, relatable guy that can connect with humans. And um, Mike Zimmer had a hard time doing that toward the end. So now I'm doing the Barry Mike Zimmer thing here, but... I don't know. I just, uh, I like me some KOC. Seems like a, yeah, he seems like a personable guy. And I think the players will like that. I I think that there's just so much to wait and see though, like on game day and stuff. So I like what I've seen so far. Um, but let's see, like, you just don't know. You just don't, it's so hard. uh, It's so hard to judge what a coach is going to do when it gets intense. Yeah. Um, Later on in the show, we will have uh, mock a day. We also had our guy Randy in Cottage Grove gave his seven-round Vikings mock on Mackie and Judd, our other daily podcast, which you can find. He has correctly pinpointed Mike Hughes and Justin Jefferson in recent years as first-round picks, and his first-round pick to the Vikings is very interesting. So I don't yes. know how he does it. Guy puts in a lot of studying and work. Guy's kind of a weirdo, but... Uh, he, he might know people, though. He might. I I, don't I mean, know. once in a while, it seems like he knows people. 
Oh, he just runs into people at bars. But let's hear more from Kevin O'Connell on McAfee's show talking about Kirk Cousins. We have a couple other clips here. Let's uh, let's play the first one here, Dex. Obviously use my previous experience with him, but also push him to, to hopefully new levels uh, where we can build a, a quarterback-friendly system. Uh, we, we feel very strongly about our offensive philosophy uh, fitting a lot of different players and their styles. But when a guy can take ownership of it and take that ownership out to the huddle uh, with the type of players we have around him in our offensive huddle, um, I feel really, really good about Kirk as our quarterback. And, you know, he's off to a great start this spring. Just came off the field a little bit ago. We had a great first day on the grass. And can't wait oh. to get back tomorrow. Hey, football's wow. back. Yeah, football's baby. back. Woo. Let's go. <laughs> A great first day on the grass. Football. Yes. Uh, you got to get on the grass to see what uh, you got. Yeah. <laughs> Football's uh, back. It's April. That's awesome. Shorts and shells, baby. Shorts and shells. All right. Oh, and then uh, let's, let's play another one here, and we can evaluate what was said. Uh, tactically, I could get into some real finite details of it, but the <laughs> biggest thing, if you guys were playing quarterback uh, and, and you decided, hey, I don't really like that play versus that look, guess what? We're not going to call it. And we're going to run a play uh, in that situation based upon the sameness and likeness of making things start out looking the same in our offense, but they're different. Um, sometimes even when the de- defense may have the answers to the test, uh, you still got to react, you still got to play, and you got to you, you <laughs> be able to be, you know, play at our play speed with the clarity that our players have. Play at our play speed Change with the clarity the that our players Football. have. Yeah. Change the question. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, that, that's what, 60 seconds worth of clips, and we're talking about the first off-season workouts and conversations that those guys are having. And I feel like in those 60 seconds, a random interview on the Pat McAfee show, that is more thought, attention, and care that a, that a Vikings head coach has put into the quarterback position than we've seen in, for sure, eight years. <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure, eight years. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I don't know how much time... Les Frazier was spending working with some of the quarterback options. But, I mean, you may have to go back to Brad Childress, offensive, kick-ass offense guy, right, to yep. find a head coach in this franchise's recent history that has devoted that much mental bandwidth to the most important position and player on the roster. And I think what that clip demonstrates, and, again, this is trying to, like, read things through sound bites, so it's a little bit difficult. But, anyway, I think what that clip d- demonstrates And I think O'Connell, so my guess is this, his philosophy is this. I did not have the physical gifts to play, but I was smart enough. Like that's what, when, when people say you'd make a great coach, it means you're damn smart football wise. So I think what more than ever I came away from that interview with is the thought that Kevin O'Connell really thinks that he can get something from Kirk that so far, including KOC in Washington as a younger position coach couldn't get. I really think that that clip is it's demonstrative of the fact that he believes that he can, through his own smarts and flexibility and ability to read Kirk, can get Kirk to a point where Kirk has not gone before. And because statistically, Kirk's gone to a pretty good place, but the, the actual success and playoff success when he's made it has not come yet completely so that's what i think is more and more we're seeing is a demonstration of not just a guy that cares about the position but a guy that actually thinks that he can take the player that the vikings have at that position and get him to a place where he has never been but but you know what's interesting about this whole cousins conversation is 
I don't know that he was ever supposed to be at the position that he's in now. Like, he has probably maximized what he was supposed to be more than almost any non-Tom Brady quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady's the ultimate guy, right? You got that that combine photo from 20 years ago where he's got the gangly arms and he's standing there in his little, like, 90s boxer briefs. and He's chunky, and then he's, too. What was that? He's chunky, too. He's... He- He's, he's got, got like a little, a little bit of a gut. I mean, he's, he's wiry, but he's got a little bit of a gut. I yeah. mean, that dude got no gut now. That was before the and kale you, you, eight days a week, basically. Yes, exactly. Yes, avocado smoothies and yeah. kale salads for every meal. And you look at that that guy, and like that's the ultimate. Stare at that picture and then say, oh, by the way, 20 years later, he will be undisputed, unquestioned, the greatest quarterback to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah. But much like Cousins, you know, Cousins, he didn't have a Power 5 scholarship until after his senior season in high school. And then he was buried on the depth chart in college, and he kind of grinded his way at Michigan State, and then he wound up being, what, like a fourth-round draft pick, and then he was buried behind RG3 and all this stuff. It's like, if you would have said at any of those points, fast forward to 2022, and he will be coming off of another 4,000-yard, 30-touchdown season, and he'll have the sixth greatest passer rating of all time. And, like, he is... He is maximizing what he was supposed to be more than almost any quarterback in the NFL. And so it it almost feels weird to sit here and be like, and now we need more. But because they're paying him how much they're paying him relative to the cap, he's the third highest paid quarterback still even after the new contract. It's like we're sitting here and we're wondering, can Kevin O'Connell get even more out of this guy that has squeezed all of this potential uh, into actual productivity on the field? It's very clear, though, that Kevin O'Connell, privately at least, if not publicly, thinks that that the answer to the question is yes, he can. Like, that's what makes this. And and the only only logical assumption, because, you know, Kirk's stats are really good, is that the next thing is what? Wins? Playoff wins? A championship? Like, that's where they're going here. They might be totally flawed and wrong too. Like, like, like to to your point, Phil. Kirk might be at the zenith of where Kirk can go, and this is it. And the ceiling is being bumped against every season now. But there is a clear feeling internally with O'Connell, Quasi, and certainly the people that own this team that they can now take Kirk from from this unwanted college QB to an unwanted National Football League QB. To a champion. Yeah, and I I think just having consumed enough now of Kevin O'Connell and press conferences and interviews and whatnot and just reading different things, I I think he's going into this with open eyes. I don't think he's going into this as like the back of the football card. Like there's a lot of people, there's a lot of Cousins Crusaders that just like literally think he's this god that's being held back because of the back of the football card numbers that he puts up. I think KOC understands that, okay, there's a lot of good here, but there's also a lot of things that if we really want to get to the level where the Rams got to with Matthew Stafford, there's some things that need to be improved upon. But he said something else in and around one of those clips. I was I was watching uh, the, the full thing yesterday, and I wrote down one of these other quotes. He said, because McAfee asked him, hey, there's all sorts of trade rumors, and you know, I, don't, I know you're not going to speak on those, but what ultimately made you guys land on Kirk and decide to extend him and not trade him. And he said, you want to make sure you have someone who knows what he's doing basically at quarterback mm-hmm. that you like at the, that, there, that if you look around 
the film room and at practice and you're, you know, the coaching staff looks at each other and the players and, and you all kind of know, oh man, this dude ain't it. You know, we got a Christian Ponder on our hands or, or name your bust quarterback. You don't want that. And so if you put yourself in Kevin O'Connell's shoes, you know, I, I think he's also probably looking around at some of the other first time head coaches that have been recently fired and what they were saddled with at quarterback. You know, say what you want about Joe Judge. The guy was probably going to get fired regardless, but Daniel Jones was who he was saddled with, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Vic Fangio had Drew Locke and a broken down Teddy Bridgewater. David Culley was probably not long for that job anyways, but it's like he had a third-round rookie quarterback in Davis Mills. How far are you really going to go with that roster in Davis Mills? Matt, Matt Nagy gets ragged on, too. Matt Nagy took Mitch Trubisky to a 12-win season. I'm not like justifying that like Matt Nagy should have kept the job, but Matt Nagy's image and value as a coach got kind of shipwrecked because of Mitch Trubisky. So if you're Kevin O'Connell and you're saying, yeah, listen, I know there's some flaws here, but I'd rather start my career with the 15th or 13th best quarterback in the world yes. than a giant question mark. Now, hey, is that well, the smartest thing from a front office perspective? We, you know, we've debated that for four months here, but I, I see it through Kevin O'Connell's eyes for sure. Kirk is incredibly tempting because Kirk is when when you look at Kirk, Kirk is the definition of a guy who teams think if I could just get him, I could do this right. Like that's him, and so that that's the thing about Kirk that is that is seductive yet dangerous. Is the question becomes what more can you get? And and to your point from the top of the show, Phil, what's interesting is. The logical conclusion is, well, he he went from a guy that teams didn't that, that college teams didn't want, and then he was successful there. He wasn't great, but he was certainly successful. Okay, then he gets drafted be, behind RG three, and it's like this guy is a career backup, turns into a starter. The Vikings pay him, and so that's what makes Kirk Cousins so dangerous in some ways is you look at Kirk and you think, oh, if I just tweak this, guess what? And and this is where it's literally going to be, and I don't say this to be funny or a jerk. It's a Frankenstein experiment because Kevin O'Connell is literally going to say, I'm going to take what I know and and what I couldn't utilize because God didn't give me the physical abilities, and I'm going to basically put my brain into Kirk's body because his body can do what I couldn't do. If he's right, he could win a Super Bowl. If he's wrong, it could be a disaster, or it could not be. That's the thing. Be a disaster. It will not be gratifying. But but that's the thing. Like what you just said is kind of the. Now again, from a front office perspective, the goal should be Super Bowls here. But from a coaching perspective, you also like you want Super Bowls, but you also just you want to be competitive right away, and you want to give yourself yeah. a good head start You'll as a head coach, job. right? You'll keep yep. your job for a long time. You're right. Yep. So like, and I, and I don't think keep your job is the bar for Kevin O'Connell, but I'm saying like he'd rather start with let's let's start with this, and then see what what happens in the next year or two, and, and kind of go from there. Can you kind of? I feel like the the winds of change here on the show are are blowing on Purple Daily. Listen, you know, we, we used to be the the cousins haters. I'm feeling a little cousins positivity on this episode here. I don't know if you guys can feel the same thing. Huh? Uh, hold hold on a second. I'm going to try and judge the the winds uh, of change. Uh, oh yeah, they're blowing. They're blowing. Oh, wow. uh, the, the winds of change are blowing. Coming around especially to for especially for our, our guy Phil Mackey, I think. That's they right. Because really uh, I feel the Kirk positivity so much. I have for you. It's pecking order Tuesday on Mackey and Judd. 
it's going to spill over here into Purple Daily because I've got the five things I currently like best about Kirk Cousins. And it's going to be presented by our new friends. We have a new partner on board here at Purple Daily, helping us keep the lights on and keep this daily Vikings entertainment in your feeds on a daily basis. It is Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com and the app. We've discovered the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports and get a sweat on games. Underdog Fantasy lets you draft a fantasy team in minutes for games either tonight, like a bunch of basketball games tonight that are are of interest to Minnesota sports fans. Uh, You can also play pick'em games, like you know, choosing over-unders. Sign up now with the promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, on the Underdog Fantasy app or underdogfantasy.com, and they will double your first deposit up to $100 if you put $10 in or more. It's so easy that Judd has already figured it out and has been dabbling and I'm doing uh, it right now. won a few bucks. So I'm doing it right now. Carl Anthony Towns tonight, over on points, over on rebounds. Wow. Over on fouls? Are fouls in there? Oh, no? Stop! Why do you, what a jerk. What a Sorry, jerk. Good, good Ant Edwards myself. over on points. I'm doing it right now. It's awesome. You can already start to pick. It's probably a little early, but like people are already drafting for like next year's football season. And the cool thing is for the season-long drafts, there's no waivers, no trades, no lineup settings. So you draft a roster, and Underdog will take the highest-scoring players those are your starters. I love that. So, like, if a guy gets hurt or something. So, it's basically, if you're looking for a little bit more of, like, a lower-maintenance way to get a sweat on games, it is yes. a freaking blast. Underdogfantasy.com in the love app. It. So, all right. Let's fire this up here, boys. Football. This is a packing order. The five things I like best right now about Viking starting quarterback Kirk Cousins. From noted Cousins Crusader. Who's got two thumbs? And loves himself some vague meat on the grill and a big goofy grin. Old Macadac. Who right. straddles that line? <laughs> Old Macadac. <laughs> All right. Number five, counting up to number one. I like that Kirk Cousins has become, and I and I do not have my tongue pressed against my cheek, Mr. Game-Winning Drive. Okay. It started off as a little bit of a poke at a guy who only had one game-winning drive in the first two years as Viking starter. He now has seven game-winning drives over the last two seasons, which is the seventh most in the NFL over that stretch. Behind only Derek Carr, Big Ben has 11. Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Matthew Stafford. Now, of those seven game-winning drives, two were against five-win Carolina, one was against Detroit, another one was against Jacksonville, and two more came against a Chicago Bears team that was on the verge of firing everyone. But still, all right? One was against the Packers, and we will we will take the GWDs in this house. Could have been eight instead of seven if Greg Joseph doesn't miss a chip shot in Arizona. And there's probably some other games that people would nitpick, you know, if the defense would have done this. So, so Mr. Game-Winning Drive yep. has gone from being a tongue-in-cheek poke to more of a reality and the, the last couple it, of seasons. And the Kirk stands are saying, yeah, Phil, and you're not even mentioning he did that with Zim, who was stabbing him in the back continually. How many <laughs> how many GWDs will there be with KOC? <laughs> um, probably 17, I would guess. 17-0 and 0 with 
with that doesn't count playoffs either. So you could could be up to twenty one, right? Oh, Dolphins can't. Well, actually, it wouldn't, then. it wouldn't be twenty one because you would only play three playoff games if you uh, won all of your regular season games. So. Take that, seventy two Dolphins. That's right. Okay, uh, number four. I like and respect Kirk's irrational love for a corny rock band in Nickelback. Okay, because I myself. I mentioned my love for Daughtry on the show. Yes. I love me some late 70s, early 80s yacht rock. I love me some 80s hair metal. So I, I can appreciate and love a guy that stands by his corny musical convictions. And that's what Kirk Cousins does with Nickelback. I don't like Nickelback, All right. but I can respect the guy for standing by it. You know, I always he liked it. He couldn't even hire him. Yeah, he couldn't even... Didn't even do that. He couldn't even pay the tab to have him play his party. No, he can pay the tab. He just well, he didn't. decided yes. not to. So he's not really a fan. Well, I think it was like $150,000 on that website we found if you want to book Nickelback for a private party. No, I I, I I love, I would love to crap on Nickelback. I'd like to crap on Mackey's insane venture. He went to see a Daughtry concert in a snow blizzard. But you know what? You like who you I went like to, with I your went, music. I, I went to Kansas City one time to see Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins too. So. And I understand that. So, I actually have no problem with yeah, that. I have yeah. no problem with that. I have no problem the with Daughtry that either. Thing is way yeah, dot I yeah. The, yeah. The Daughtry love is, is a little questionable. But you know what? Whatever. Like what you like. Like what you like. I'm not gonna crap on it. I'm not gonna go down the road. Like okay, Dex, like. what's the corniest band that you like? like Judd, Judd oh, doesn't like God, any corny dude. bands. We've gone over this. He only he only likes like four I'm, bands. I'm going to say a band that Judd has no idea who it is, but I, I am a millennial, and I loved, and I was an angsty teenager. I love me some all-time low, and Judd probably has all no idea who all-time, and Phil might have not even know who all-time low is. I'm going to get grabbed like, like, like emo punk, or yeah. what is this? Yeah, it's like emo punk. Oh. I love that entire genre of music. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Haven't grown up since I was 12, or even aged since I was 12, so I love it. No idea who that is. Um, The number three thing that I like right now about Kirk Cousins, I like that he is not a check down Charlie. Okay, a lot of people think, you know, he likes to, and he does, he likes to to check down once in a while to a fullback or a tight end, but Mm -hmm. the second half of the season last year, he went big game hunting a lot more often for Justin Jefferson down the field. And he wound up ranked eighth in the NFL in average air yards per throw. At the beginning of the year, like the first six or seven weeks, he was toward the bottom of this list. But by the end of the year, he averaged 8.2 yards per throw in the air. That includes incompletions. And he was eighth in the NFL at at least pushing the ball further down the field. Give the man his his respect and props for making the adjustment midseason. Yeah, I need to see it now more consistently. But yes, if it keeps well, yeah, but up, you saw it like he finished eighth last year. But more consistently now, right? But consistency is the key. He finished eighth, but he started off. Um, I want to see the security bl- blankets somewhat, not totally removed. I don't want any more CJ Ham checkdowns. For the first one, I'm going to go to the field and wring everybody's neck if I see a checkdown to you know to the fullback in this offense. Yeah, but I anyway, the, yeah. I do like the fact so, so far that the nickelback thing was fourth. Like, I thought this was going to be all football, but clearly you couldn't even bring yourself to do all football with Kurt. What, are you criticizing my pecking order? I just, I, no, I'm just saying I that. Said, I, I didn't say, like, the five things that I love best about his statistical output. I said the oh, five things I like best. This is a Kirk Cousins appreciation pecking I, order here. I understand that. I just feel like From it's From noted Cousins crusader Phil Mackey. I, I feel like it's just a tepid. I feel you're dipping your toe into the Cousins crusader water. <laughs> Not fully putting your foot in. How does that sound? 
Uh, I'm soaking on my left big toe in the Cousins Crusader lake, if you will. Dabbling. Uh, Okay, number two. I like that he might be one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFC right now. So Tom Brady's back. He's definitely, I think he's probably just number one until proven otherwise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. He's number two. I, I think Matthew Stafford has now graduated based on the way that he finally, like when, when you give the guy a car to drive that isn't a complete 50-year train wreck like the Lions have, we saw what Matthew Stafford can do. Yep. The only other two guys I would, because there's so many like rookies or backup situations, you know, like Jameis Winston over here and whatever the Panthers have going on, Justin Fields, like there's a lot of that in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, I know things are getting kind of weird and they've faded down the stretch, but I would still take Kyler Murray and his mobility. And then it's kind of a coin flip with Dak Prescott for that fifth spot. That on any given day, I think you there's certain months where you would say Dak, there's certain months where you would say Kirk. They're kind of kind of uh, chained in the quarterback ranking. So I like that he he's one of one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the NFC right now. What yeah. do you guys think? I think you're I think yes, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, again, this goes to, and that shows you how difficult it is to find these guys. Like it is damn hard. It's why you don't want to, you know, like um, with this group of young cute QBs now, Fields and that that group. That group. We have no idea. Like you would right now say right or wrong. You would say that the Vikings are in better shape, right? At the position, because you just don't know. And mm-hmm. that's what makes this so tough. And I think that's what O'Connell's talking about in banking on the fact that he thinks that he can fix what whatever glitches exist with Kirk, because in his mind, that's a safer bet than saying, we're going to draft a project. And I think, I think I can, because this goes back to what, what we talked about last year in training camp with Mond. And I brought this up at the time, and I still do believe this to be true. As much as you like young QBs, unless it's almost a can't miss first round guy. And even in that case, there's some doubt, Phil there, there is an element of, can this guy run the game? Like not, can he succeed? Can he run the game? Can he literally get the play out? Exactly. I mean, Childress, Childress talked about, Continually uh, bidding uh, the playoffs uh, because, like the West Coast plays, uh, are so long and so complicated. So, yeah, I I think you're right, and that doesn't mean that Kirk is is um, exempt from being criticized, but it does mean that yes, he is one of the top five or six QBs in the conference. I now, think that, that the, is a safe thing to say. The AFC, if we were to do the, those rankings, that is. Absurd. Like I don't even know if he's a top four quarterback in the AFC West right now, and and that's just more of a testament to how loaded the AFC is. But you know, the NFC is what you have to go through first to accomplish the ultimate goal, which is Super Bowl. And and there's a weak crop of quarterbacks, and all right, the Vikings have a guy. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing I like, and Judd's not going to like this because it's not a football thing, but the number one thing I like about Kirk Cousins right now, and I. I have come to, even though I remain skeptical about his ability to do the things you know needed to justify taking up that much money in the salary cap, I can appreciate that despite his jarringly vanilla personality, how he somehow has one of the biggest cult followings of any quarterback in the NFL. 
I can kind of respect that Kirk Cousins is a brand in and of himself in the NFL. Uh, I don't know how many players can generate that type of emotional reaction in discussions on social media, you know, talk shows, everything. He is, oddly enough, because he I don't think he tries to be a lightning rod, but he is one. By just being himself, his odd vanilla self, he is a lightning rod. Um, so I can appreciate it. I can I appreciate it. That one. You know? <laughs> he might be... Where would he rank among athletes in sports who aren't, like, superstar great and, and yet get this amount of of devotion and angst? Nobody in baseball. Nobody in hockey. If you're talking, like, among the masses. like Yeah, I'm talking you know. about, like, he's not, like, a top five player in his sport because he's not. Which... Some of the Crusaders would debate you on that. Yeah, that's fine. Which is part of the reason why he's that's a lightning part, guy, yeah. right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm exploring the space. I mean, Dak Prescott, a gets, a, Dak Prescott gets yeah, a lot because he's the Cowboys quarterback, right? True. So he's in that conversation. I don't know. It's a really good question, man. But I'm trying to think of, like, you know, like, or, ordinarily this amount of discussion and debate and angst or love and passion is is reserved for, like, the top of the top, right? Yeah. The best of the list. I'm trying to think of players in Minnesota sports. It's very Joe Maurer-like, right, where he's yeah, not at all trying to be a lightning rod. He's yeah. a super nice guy, vanilla personality, but the way that he goes about leading or not and the and the, the performances on the field. Now, I always like, – I think they're, I think that's where the comparison stops because I think Joe Maurer was highly underrated for the most part in his career. People dinged him because he didn't hit home runs often enough, but he was one of the biggest on-base machines and was a great defensive catcher. Like, right. I think he, I think a large chunk of his career is undervalued, and I think a large chunk of Kirk Cousins' career has been overvalued because of the numbers that he puts up, just sort of back of the football card numbers. But, mm-hmm. but those two guys generated. You could just sit down at a bar and say their name, and like people are going to have an hour of takes on them, right? I will say this: I think the Kirk debate and 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 in both ways. Um, heated up because of his politics and religion. Maurer, I have no clue. Like, t- to this day, I know nothing about Joe. No, it's I've true. Been, that's the way, no that's the way that he, he wants it, man. I have no yeah. idea how he votes. I don't know if he goes to church. But, but like, Not sure Kirk, if he got vaccinated. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. With Kirk, there is definitely an element of we found out things that I think on both sides of the fence intensified the debate. Yes, and some people found out things that they love yes. and will die on a hill for, and some people found out things that are non-starters, and you're definitely right, that fuels the debate. So uh, so there it is. That's my Kirk Cousins appreciation pecking order here. All right, You two haters over there, you can sit over there and hate. hate on I thought Kirk. four of them were great. <laughs> I did. Just because you don't I like corny one. rock bands from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. That's not true. I do like, I, I don't like listen those. to them, but they're funny. But, but I mean, you know, here's my problem. If Kirk really loved Nickelback, you got to pay the freight to get him. Well, maybe he likes Nickelback, but not enough to pay him a quarter of a million dollars to come in and play. He's got more money laying around than I've always said I I would be, you know, give me the $200 million that Kirk has made in his career. Like, I would be the most fun, hilarious, rich guy. I would just... I would invite you guys over and, like, you know, Declan's favorite emo punk band would just be playing in the back of the 
you know, just out back, just for fun. Like, here's 200000 Well, those guys wouldn't cost that much. Here's a, you know, here's $100,000 for uh, LFO to just be playing in the oh backyard God. when Declan shows up. What else are you going to do with the money? Michael I know what Mc- you could do, McDonald actually. would be in your guest room. <laughs> See what? You'd bring him in to live with you. Such a long way to go. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, I know what you can do with your money. You can keep it in your pocket on Thursday night to get in the door anyways. You, you know, might pay a couple bucks for a, a beer here and there. But on Thursday night, and and we are just we're, we're looking forward to this. The, the weather looks a little questionable. Um, we're going to bundle up if needed because it's going to be an amphitheater situation. But the Purple Daily Surly Draft Party on Thursday night, Judd. Let's get it. Doors open at 3. And and we start at six, but we will be there long before six to meet and greet and talk uh, bikes and football at the brewery. And here's here's the cool part too: for one night and one night only, Surly has brewed a beer before I die, which of course is the goal of all Vikings fans to see a Super Bowl championship before they die. And so Surly has come up with a one night only beer that we can all enjoy. And yes, Declan is for everybody, not just me. Not just me, and and uh, the the beer will be on tap for at least that night. And Phil, I believe that people who will show up also are going to qualify to try to win a TCL television, possibly. Correct? Yep, a sixty-five inch five series TCL Google Smart TV. We're also asking for people to bring cans of food because uh, we partner with the Food Group to help provide nutritious quality meals for those who need it. So it's going to be a blast. Um, we, we'll have a we'll have a microphone set up for. Anyone who wants to come up and uh, give their take on things. But, yeah, we'd love to meet as many of you guys as possible. So, also, if you plan on coming, send us a note just so we know that you're coming and we can uh, be sure to find you and cheers you. I've already received notes from people coming in from Florida, Austin, Texas, uh, Phoenix. So awesome. So That's great. It's going to be a freaking blast. Yes. Um, also, before we get to mock a day here, and we have a, a couple interesting things, Declan, uh, we have another new partner on the show, Golf yeah. USA is jumping on board here. Yeah, Golf USA in Eden Prairie is celebrating their 20th anniversary with a huge store-wide sale now through Saturday. So if you're in the Minnesota, the metro area, or if you're flying in from 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 Atlanta or from Phoenix, stop by Golf USA in Eden Prairie. All right, and if you need a new bag, you need new grip installations, or you're like me and and you like to just look good on the course. Shoot over 100, but look good on the course. That is my motto when I golf. Head on over to Golf USA. It's locally owned. And it's their sale ends this Saturday. It's on the corner of Prairie Center and Flying Cloud Drive, locally owned and managed, Golf USA. All right, boys, let's get it here. I want a mock. Mock! It's a mock a day on Purple Daily. We sprinkled in a Peter King mock on Mackie and Judd today, too. And uh, to this point, Derek Stingley Jr. has gone nine times to the Vikings over the last few weeks. Trent McDuffie five times, edge rusher Jermaine Johnson three times. Let's start with a Maurice Jones-Drew mock on NFL.com. A two I didn't point even know he did one. Oh, yeah, I didn't been, either. He's been doing them the last, like, two years. Okay. He's been he's been at NFL Network for, for a little bit now, but he's been doing them, I think, for the last two years. Love me some MJD. So, so MJD coming in hot here. Yeah, we're tight. He's got Trayvon Walker going to the Jags, Aiden Hutchinson, Lions, Kayvon Thibodeau, Texans. So three edge rushers. Bing, bang, boom. First three picks. No one knows what the Texans are going to do. Including the Texans. Including, I was going to say, including the Texans. That includes the Texans who have no clue what they are doing or have done. Yep. 
Sauce Garden to the Jets at four. Iki Aquanu to the Giants at five. Kenny Pickett, first quarterback off the board of the Panthers at six. Jermaine Johnson to the Giants at seven. Malik Willis, Falcons at eight. Two quarterbacks off the board. I'm, I'm buying what he is trying to sell there. I think that's correct. Desmond Ritter to the Seahawks at nine. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. The Russell Wilson replacement. Drew Locke out, Declan. Very sorry about that. Uh, he's still going to compete for the job, but yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Matt Corral, quarterback to the Saints at 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, dude. Oh, he's going crazy on the quarterback. He's got okay. four quarterbacks in the top 10. Okay, I'm buying what he's selling on the first two. I don't think his next two are correct. Then he's got Jamison Williams going to the Commanders at 11. All right. And that leaves us the Vikings here. So, all right. So, if this happens, holy crap, four quarterbacks off the board, first 10 picks. That means Garrett Wilson's available. Drake London is available. I think Kyle Hamilton. Evan Neal is still on the board. Derek Stingley Jr., Jordan Davis. Kind of amazing. Charles Cross. I mean, okay. First of all, this is ridiculous. Second of all, this is a lot of fun. Um, I'm tempted to say Drake London. I love Drake London. I just I don't talk about him a lot because I don't think he's going to be there. But all right, the pick is Derek Stingley Jr. Okay, going to the Vikings here. I want a mock. Now there's not much of a write-up. It's just that uh, he can learn from Patrick Peterson, basically. And Evan Neal goes to the Texans at 13. My God, if the Texans wind up with Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's a they'll pretty still, great draft for them. but They'll still screw up. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Kyle Hamilton drops to 15 to the Eagles. Uh, Drake London drops to 18 to the Eagles. Eagles, damn. And then, uh, yeah, Charles Cross to the Steelers at 20. So, anyhow, yes, yeah, so, so that's the 10th time in the last three, four weeks that we've seen Amok send Derek Stingley to the Vikings. Hmm. Now, Declan got Amok. From a listener here. I want a mock. What do you got for us? This is very reckless. I'm just, I know we're early, but. Reckless speculation. It's a great mock. And hold on. Hold on to your skis here. Grab your surlies. Hold on to your chill boys. This is, this is one hell of a mock here from listener Tommy, who emailed me this this morning. This is from PFF with his mock. Are we counting this on mock a day? Yes. So the Vikings. With their 12th overall pick, actually, they send it to Detroit. And they take Detroit's 32nd pick, their third round pick, their fifth round pick, and next year's first from Detroit. And Detroit gets Minnesota's 12th and 77th overall pick. This trade would be graded in A, according to Pro Football Focus. Okay, so, and then just for the... the the audio audience, Malik Willis is who the Vikings draft at 32 here. And then uh, they pick up, uh, is it Leo Chennault, the linebacker from uh, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yep. Corner second round, Cam Taylor-Britt yep. from Nebraska, and then Cole Strange, the guard from Chattanooga. All right. So I love getting the Lions' first-round pick in 2023 because they're not going to be that good. Like, they might be better, but it's going to be a top-10 pick, right? Probably. I don't love doing this and then taking Malik Willis at 32 and putting him on the shelf for two years, basically. 
This is very creative, but I just I don't know what you do with Malik. What do you do with Malik Willis for two years? Just he just sits there like Jordan Love, I guess. Well, I don't know. And the the whole reason to get the Lions' 2023 first round pick is to then be in a position to draft a quarterback next year. So so like the the logic up until the pick of of Willis makes perfect sense, but then it falls apart. What if you lot- pick someone else? What if you pick someone else at 32? Then it's a great trade. Then it's a fantastic trade. Like because- if Boye Mafe was still there yeah, or something. Yeah, or or, no, or George fine. Karloftis or something, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but the whole thing is if you're going to get Detroit's 2023 first, the whole reason would, would be, smartly, to try and get Kirk's replacement next April. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. I love the creativity here, though. I love, I love somehow prying the first round pick next year from the Lions. I think, but I'm with John. I think if you do that, it would be so you could have ammunition to take a quarterback. Yeah. But then if you take a quarterback this year, they've made so many moves to win this year. Right. That drafting a quarterback this year's draft doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. And your whole contract point, Phil, from a couple days back, is the best point. Like, why would you be? Why would you actively be burning the contract without the guy playing? Like, a I could year, see one year, yeah, I could see that. But two years, now you're you're down to if you're down to two years of cheap control, fifth year option, which is still a good deal, but it's not as cheap. So, like, it, it would make no sense to burn the contract that that quickly with no return until at least year three. Yep. Yep. That's I want a mock. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. That uh, mock a day was brought to you by Livia weight control centers that have helped Judd lose a bunch of weight over the past six months or so. Exactly right. In fact, 40 pounds. Thanks to my friends at Livia weight control centers. And now you can join the plan too. their new simple start plan. Only $59. That's right. 59 bucks. The simple start plan gives you one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their team of experts. And I'm going to tell you right now from firsthand experience, both in the weight loss process and now where I am right now with the maintenance, it has been fantastic. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Check them out and start losing the weight today. And for summer, all of those clothes that don't fit now, guess what? They're going to fit, Livia.com. Also, April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and uh, our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company just ask that we all please make it home safely today. There's a lot of things we can't control in life. How safely and attentively we drive is definitely one of the things that we can control. So if you want to find out more about safe driving and how you can uh, just be better at paying attention on the roads, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. So, all right, boys. Write that down, predictions. Tomorrow, guessing it's going to be very draft-centric. And, uh, again, if you're if you're planning on coming out, which we would love to see you on Thursday night at Surly, definitely let us know. And uh, don't be shy about coming up and cheersing one of those before-I-die football ales with us, unless Judd has already drank all of them. Just football in the beer. They're just footballs. <laughs> Have they thought about around. doing that? Football. Just like just football. Just, just a small football. Yeah, I might bring a football. That's a good idea. I might bring love my receiver it. gloves. Do something. No oh, receiver gloves. I think yeah. they're somewhere around the house. Okay, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really I look good. Dex just looks good.
That's all I care about. Golf right. course, football. See you guys tomorrow, Purple Daily.